This is the Jamal Show. Down in. Jamal C. Wright. Jamal. Jamal C. Wright. Jamal. This is the Jamal Show. This is the Jamal Show. Bring me in. Hello, my friends. Hello, my friends. I'm doing great. And how are you today? I'm asking you this while fully aware that you cannot answer back. At least not in the way that I can hear you. Radio hasn't come that far yet. But if you are here with me, then I can make the assumption that you're doing well enough to be here with us in the land of the living for at least one more day. And what an awesome blessing that is, my friends. If you can't find any happiness in another chance at life, then please allow me to be happy for you, okay? Because this life is a blessing. And to illustrate that fact, I have a little surprise for you guys guys this week. And that surprise is yet more motivation to remain living if you choose to see it that way. In order to best introduce what I'm talking about, I need to tell you a little story. And it goes a little something like this. I was having dinner with a good friend of mine. Her name is nobody's business. But since you asked, her name is Cynthia Barlow. She happens to be an amazing, amazing person. She should probably be your friend too. And that's because she has credibility. 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 She happens to be one of the few people out here with that level of credibility. Deborah, do you have that script? You're having some computer issues today, as you expect. She's a hardworking public defender here in Connecticut. One could say she's experienced as a result of her long-term service. Sometimes people recognize her in public. So while I'm sitting in this restaurant having dinner with Cynthia Barlow a few weeks ago, we get approached by one of her fans, so to speak. You can go without the script, Deb. It's an elderly lady that recognizes my friend, Cynthia, from, very, from court here in our town. And this lady begins to ask my friend, Cynthia, some questions about a legal situation with a loved one. While Cynthia and I are both having dinner, this is what's happening. Some woman comes up and she starts talking to us. It happens. Once again, my friend, Cynthia, has credibility. Now, Cynthia was polite. She, she politely answered the lady's questions. And by the way, the conversation seemed to go on for some time. It went on for a long time. We're waiting to eat, people. Through dessert? Through dessert. After the conversation was over, Cynthia and I finished our dinner, and we went to the cashier to pay for our meals, and then we found out that our meals were already paid for by the nice old lady who interrupted our dinner to ask us legal questions. She didn't say anything to us about the gift she was going to give us, and by the time we found out about her kindness, the lady was already gone from the restaurant. I can only assume that this lady felt gratitude for the free legal advice my friend and I offered to her and she wanted to give us something back. But now I want to offer the very same thing to all of you listeners and you don't even have to interrupt my dinner with a friend to get it because our very purpose here is to leave you a little bit more intelligent than you were before when you got here. So you don't have to pay for our meal like that nice old lady did. But uh, uh, don't let it stop you. Don't now. let it stop you. Don't <laughs> let it stop you. I also take Christmas gifts. What we are announcing is a cooperation with the Connecticut Bar Association. With the CBA as a partner, the Jamal Show is helping to promote a free legal clinic 
to all those who need to speak to an experienced attorney about, about a variety of topics. And once again, it's free. That's the, that's the best part about it. These legal clinics will be set up to answer any questions you may have in a variety of different areas of law, like bankruptcy. I know some people are going through divorce, child custody, tax law, evictions, many other areas of the law where you may need help. And these clinics are all absolutely free to all participants, particularly those who wish to be served by experienced attorneys with a lot of credibility. And the best part is that with all the meetings that we're going to be having, they're going to be virtual. They're going to be on your phone, your laptop, or your tablet. That's right. Nobody has to get sick from COVID and die after meeting with these attorneys. Incredible. You can get this free legal advice and all your questions answered while you're sitting at home. You're guaranteed at least a 30-minute session, and it will certainly leave you a lot more intelligent. So now is not the time to be shy. Start that business you've been thinking about. These free legal clinics will be taking place on October 26th, 27th, and 28th of this year, 2021. The year of our God. <clears throat> Don't miss your chance. They will be full-day events. But here's the important part. The president-elect of the Connecticut Bar Association has personally asked me to make sure that you know that you've got to register to receive this free advice. And you've got until October 19th to register, folks. So you have some time. You can register in two ways. You can register online at ctbar.org pro backslash pro bono clinic. And this information will be up on the uh, Facebook website, too. Or call 877-410-7221. 877-410-7221. If you get prompted to leave a message, mention the free legal cl clinic and leave your number. Again, that number is 877-410-7221. You will hear that number again on this broadcast. But also, the information for this event is posted on the Jamal Show Facebook page as I speak. The flyer is pinned right at the top, so now is a good time to discover the Jamal Show Facebook page if you need to pick up that information. Because that Facebook page has credibility, if I do say so myself. Take it from me. If you haven't guessed, credibility is the word I cannot escape on this fine Saturday. Please hang with me as I tell you stories involving this blurry concept of credibility that Republicans know nothing about. And since I'm trying my best to remain credible on this outing, let me remind you that all, not, all legal issues, not all legal issues are best handled at a free legal clinic. For example, let's say your name is Alex Murdoch. Have you heard this name before? No. Okay, South Carolina. You're a 53-year attorney from South Carolina who comes from a legacy of prominent attorneys. You're in a state where three generations of your family have been state prosecutors for more than a century. Let's say that because your last name is Murdoch, you have a lot of credibility. But you didn't earn that credibility. You were just born into the right family. And people ascribe credibility to you because you have the right last name. But you may not be made of the same stuff that it took to create that legacy. Let's say then that tragic events happened. Now, there was this lawyer down, Dr. Mack, in South Carolina, very rich, from a very rich family. Yeah. His wife and son got murdered just a couple weeks ago. Nobody knows anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody knows yeah, anything. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. It happens. You know, your wife and son get murdered. Nobody knows anything. It, was, it happened mysteriously, quote, unquote. Let's say that right before your son was murdered, he was charged with killing a teenage girl while drunk driving a boat. 
this this young chap that got killed. He was a, he was a, he was facing charges for drunk driving a boat. Young white girl gets killed. You know she's white because if she's black. We wouldn't have heard about it. Uh. Um, let's say you get more seriously addicted to opioids. He he's he's a partner at a law firm, very prominent law firm, and he's addicted to opioids as they do. As a result of these tragic events, let's say you then embezzle millions of dollars from your own law firm. They didn't call the cops though. They didn't call the cops. I got it. It's all good. You embezzled that money from your own law firm. You then hire someone to kill you. He hired someone to kill him, shoot him in the head, uh, in order to commit insurance fraud. Yeah. Right, to leave his son $10 million because yeah. he wasn't rich enough. And, you know, get this logic. His son will get over his violent murder, but he'll need some money, though. You know what I'm saying? So take away the dad violently and leave him money. That's fine. That might be why his law license got suspended. I'm not sure. But you know what? The hitman he hired... Failed. Shot him in the head and left him quite fine. He was able to walk away. Enough to face charges. Then the hitman goes and tells the cops what he did. He confesses. So now this prominent attorney um, is now in jail uh, for insurance fraud, among other things. And by the way, um, the cops, they decided that he had a strange death around him three years ago. His, house, his housekeeper slipped and died. In his house. I mean, I'm sure this happened to you all the time. All the time. That's why I don't have a housekeeper. Who can have housekeepers without them dying falling down? So now the cops want to look into that because, of course, there was insurance fraud associated with that, too. He he got with the family of the housekeeper and said, hey, why don't y'all sue me? We all get a cut. Because he's an attorney, right? And attorneys can do that and then lose their license later on, right? So you, you remember that, right? So that just happened recently. And I don't know how much you've been watching the news about this because it's, it's, it's something that's just been recently happening. But to me, I just got to sum it all up. It's, it's really the result of a whole lot of white privilege. This is what happens when someone inherits a whole legacy that he didn't earn. It just so happens he's not made of the same stuff as the people who gave him the but legacy. But he believes he deserves it. Oh, yeah, of course he believes he deserves it. He's got 1,700 square foot property. to have it. You know, he's right to have it. And I just wanted to say that if you are Alex Murdoch, you probably shouldn't be calling the Free Legal Advice Clinic. You need a team of attorneys. So just in case you're Alex Murdoch, don't come to our Free Law Clinic if you're him. But if you're anybody but him, you have no reason not to come to our Free Law Clinic. And it's, you can do it from home. It's a Zoom meeting. So I'm looking for everyone to be involved and, uh, and come. But if I don't do my chores now, I'm going to need the law clinic to help save my contract with this radio station. So let me get that out the way right now. we got a long way to go today. Welcome to Saturday, my friends, the very next day of your life. This is the Jamal Show, the place to get intelligent, live and on your favorite podcasting network. My name is Jamal. I am an information junkie from Harlem, and I'm passing the fruits of my illness right on to you. There is no vaccine for the Jamal virus, and you like that, don't Moderna. you? Moderna. Oh, yeah, Moderna's <laughs> coming up soon. As for me... I'm your listener guide, mostly along for the ride, coming straight to the Hartford studios of WKND. And I'm doing that live up until the, God, the day God tells me to move to Afghanistan. The revolution will be televised today on Facebook, Instagram, and on YouTube. So you got a threefer. Go check it out. Got to say hello to the bishop, who was kind enough to miss the Trump rally at the Capitol today to be here. Hello to Deborah. Without Deborah, there is no American Sign Language. Without American Sign Language, there is no Deborah. Check her out on Instagram. 
She has credibility on that subject. Last but not least, I'm here to let you know that the doctor is in the house. Oh, on, Dr. Matt? I'm here. Are you? I, I, I flew in from Fort Lauderdale. That's you know, right. I had to get back here, here, man. Oh. Hey. Are you still upset that your man Larry Elder did not win the governorship of California? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, he was, I don't know, the brother straight. I'll tell you one thing, though. He loves his George Zimmerman, right? He said um, when Trayvon Martin got killed, I just got to say this. He said that he'd rather be living with George Zimmerman than Trayvon Martin. Ew. So, I have glad a, you voted for him. I have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> By the way. Well, we can be watched on YouTube or Facebook Live. The sound is best while using a live radio app on your phone or laptop, like Extreme Mix Radio, spelled with an X, or Simple Radio, or TuneIn. Now, it's been about two weeks since you last heard my voice. You've heard me talk to you uh, in the past about Legacy. I dedicated that broadcast to the 13 fallen uh, uh, American soldiers we had to carry out while leaving Afghanistan. You should listen to it. Today... I'm just hoping that you'll find me somewhat credible. But how will I pull that off? Well, how I always do it, by scheming and planning on how to get you all more intelligent. And it isn't easy with Republicans telling us that being forced to wear a mask is tyranny. Uh. While at the same time ignoring a woman's right to choose whether to carry a baby. It's states' rights, man, just like it is for them to have slaves. It was states' rights. At this point, it just sounds like a disdain for women to me. But it's your right to be disdainful of women. I once heard it said that if men could get pregnant, abortions would be free in every locker room every day. (laughs) Anyway, you can gladly pay me Tuesday for some free information today. Here it is. The Jamal Show broadcasts live every two weeks on Saturdays, which is much more than enough time for you to push back on China. Why? Because they're on the road to replacing the U.S. as a preeminent world power. And doesn't that scare you? Doesn't that scare you, Dr. Max? No, no, no. no, no. We just sold... um we just that pact that uh, Biden made with Britain yeah, yeah, and Australia. Well, uh, Australia. Yeah, That's yeah. fantastic. Isn't it, it, he isn't beat it? out France. France is so ticked off. I think we could, we're not going to be able to buy a bottle of wine anymore, man. Yeah, they took the ambassadors out, didn't they? Yeah, they said, come home. Stop going, we, yeah, yeah. stop going to expensive dinners with American diplomats. I tell you. By the way, don't laugh, but I am a Connecticut attorney with a new office phone number for the public. The number is 860-200-8874. 860-200-8874. Here's an announcement. We are opening a new law practice in personal injury. So if you have been injured, we would all be too pleased to serve your needs. Come to the man who cares. That's right. You won't be sorry if you just call Jamal. Again, that's 860-200-8874. And that's 24 hours a day, my friends. Now, if you're late to the party, I remind you that this broadcast will soon be up on every podcast network that ever existed or ever will exist. Of course, that's a big lie that everyone's talking about right here. But we can make it all true with your help. So please share the gift of the Jamal Show with a loved one. Lastly, please know that my views do not represent the views of this station. They do not find me credible. They treat me like Republicans treat Liz Cheney. They frown on my future. So if, if you support the Jamal Show with all your heart and mind, please call and ask for me. I am Jamal at 860-218-2173. That is the show phone number. I'd love to hear from you. If you absolutely hate the show, of course, you got to call the bishop because he awaits those phone calls eagerly. I just let him do him. Right now, though, it's time for a break before my voice cracks. I'll go ahead and say it before you do. I got that new song by Mex Cortez lined up. It's called 10th Wonder. It's from Mex Cortez's new album called Monsoon Winds. 
It's credible. You can find that on bandcamp.com. Why don't you groove to this and meet me on the other side of God? Do that. Focused on the cream, yeah. God making sure we on the scene. Yeah. You beside me when I'm working on my dream. Yeah. The day I make it, can't wait to see a scream. Yeah. All my head is busy watching memes. Yeah. That is rappable for you, I'm coming clean. Yeah. Joe, who you might stab the queen. Yeah. I just said, doing 17. Give me that thunder. I've been praying all day. You're my tenth wonder. You make the pain go away. Show me the way my boo. That song is called 10th Wonder by my good friend Mex Cortez, the best rapper in Africa. And I like the song. I like the song. If you like it too, you can find it wherever you get your music online. Just remember you heard it first here on the Jamal Show, the place to get intelligent. And that's a big word up. Now, if you also have independent music and it's good, we'd like to hear it. If I like what I hear, I'll play it on my station here at WKND. So shoot me an email with some tunes to jamalshowradio at gmail.com. And maybe you'll get lucky. What do you got to lose? Nothing. That's what. Moving on. It is most definitely a pleasure to have you back with us on the Jamal Show. The place to get intelligent on WKND and on podcast. I am Jamal, but you can call me Lenna. And if I ain't got it, there can't be Menna. Anybody remember good times? Oh, yeah. All right, then. All right, then. Whenever I don't know where I'm going, I get there much faster than most people. Every time I come to a fork in the road, I go straight. I observe a lot by just watching people, and I always attend people's funerals, hoping that they will one day come to mind. Thank you for being with us. Look around you. You're special. You're really special if you're not at that Trump rally at the Capitol today. Today is the day, right? 
Today is Saturday, September the 18th. That is today. That means it's time for Justice for J6, the rally at Washington, D.C. This rally is in support of the killer mob that overran the Capitol on January 6, 2021, in an effort to show all of us in the majority that our votes don't really matter. Oh, my peoples, my peoples. They went to the Capitol on January 6th to force Donald Trump back into office, regardless of anybody else's opinion. They didn't care, but they didn't ask Dr. Mack. They didn't hey. ask the bishop. They just wanted to force Donald Trump back into office, as if a few thousand people could actually force an overturn to an election. Well, it just so happens that most of the people involved in January 6th ended up in a slammer, which goes to show you why most reasonable people don't take pictures and video of themselves while committing felonies. They don't. <laughs> so if you got to rob a car, leave the camera But we home. just had a mother and a daughter in Connecticut uh, admit to going uh, going in yeah. there. Yeah, and they're, and they're arrested. Well, it's hard yeah. not to admit it when you have a camera with you. And right, pictures. right. So, I mean, What's interesting is uh, they're going to allow them to go into the Capitol, by the way. They're not See, gonna, I didn't hear that part. I heard that but they, they are not going to keep them out of the Capitol as long as they walk through peacefully like they got some sense in their well, head. I, I hope some of them will listen to the broadcast today because I've actually got some black man advice hey. with them. Like, we're going to get to that. Go ahead. Cops are pissed. They, they might. Five cops died at the last one. Yes. At the last nice event that they had. Yes. So they might be a little trigger happy today. Right. I'm just thinking. So we'll get to that. Most of them have been arrested. Um, these people are their friends. They're friends and supporters of the January 6th insurrectionists are holding a rally today in support of the felons locked up in the Patriot Ring of the prison. That's what they call themselves, the Patriot Ring. I didn't hear that. The Patriot Ring. And, and the rally to support them is to start today at 12 noon, high noon. And Dr. Matt, don't let me make you late to it. Yo. I'm not well, going to be late. on the clock, man. We got an Uber. I'll, I'll be right there. Once again, it's called the Justice for J6 rally. And because of what happened on January 6th, there's going to be about 100,000 cops on duty in the area. No cop in the city can take a vacation today. All the vacations have been canceled. With the National Guard. So I really hope nobody is dumb enough to carry a gun. Because after losing five cops as a result of January 6th, nobody in law enforcement is going to be in the mood for a little Proud Boy games today. Nobody's going to be looking for the Proud Boys to have a game with them. No one's playing today. And they know Trump's not going to party them. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he, well, he, he can't now. He punked out last time well, he he did say a, something when he had a chance. But I'm thinking about the protest. If they act wrong today, they might get treated like black people. Yeah. This is a great opportunity to get treated like black people if they fool around too much. But you know what's really interesting about this, Dr. Matt? These people will find any excuse to put themselves in danger to show support for a lie that famous stand-up comedian Donald Trump made up. He just made it up out of... Thin cloth. He made it up. That's amazing to me because I love Barack Obama. But if Barack Obama told me to break into the Capitol, guess what? I ain't doing it. Uh, hey. I ain't doing it. If there's 100,000 cops outside the Capitol and Barack Obama wants me to join the Obama boys or the bro keepers or something like that, he's going to be disappointed. The feeling ain't mutual. I'm not going to jail for a politician, Dr. Matt. I understand. Especially if they ain't going to jail with me. Like, 
if I got to go to jail, like, I'll shop ahead of right. He had his crowd go to jail, but he went to jail with them. Martin went with him. Martin I had, the case. I, that was, was part of the jail. letters I had to read. Letters from the jail. I yeah, read he that. was in a jail. He went I, to jail with them. He said, yes, oh, indeed. Move over. Martin Luther King didn't say, hey, guys, I'm going to go home. You fill up the jail. Right. And I'll root from the house. Right. I'll root from Mar-a-Lago. He had a Mar-a-Lago, by the way. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit smaller, but yeah. So he went to jail with his people. I'm not going to jail for a politician, especially if they're not going with me. Politicians are supposed to serve me. Not the other way around. And I'll tell you, Mac, Trump isn't even credible. Actually, you know what? He released a statement about this, uh, this uh, rally today. I-, I have a clip of it. I want you to hear it. You might have to listen closely. Nope. Okay. Maybe you don't. He didn't actually say the clip himself. He's actually, Someone else read it for him, and I'm trying to find that clip right now, so please be patient. Well, that's okay. You know, I mean... Oh, you know what? It's coming on her headphones. Ah, Anyway, he released a clip, and he basically said, my heart and mind is with you. My heart and mind is with the folks who are in jail. He said his heart and mind was with them, with them but ass, his pardon right? wasn't. Right. His pardon wasn't with them. Well, and he was president at the time, so he could have And he had them. the power of the pen. He had the power of the pen. But he didn't. Some of those people in jail even asked him for a pardon. Did you realize that? They even asked him for a pardon. He, he didn't even answer them. He ignored their pleas for a pardon in jail. So he's a fake, basically. He's not being credible. And here these people go out again today to defend him. 700 people against maybe 100,000 cops in the street. And why? Why do you think they're doing it, man? Because it's not about Trump. It's about the theory that he supports and that theory as far as I'm concerned is a continuation of the of the theory that brought us to KKK. Trump just happened to be another ex, uh, person uh, expounding it like his father. Trump's father was a KKK member. All right. Well, I finally mm-hmm. found the clip so listen up really quickly. The former president rounding out the GOP show of solidarity with January 6 rioters this week not missing an opportunity to promote the big lie, saying this in a statement, quote, our hearts and minds are with the people being persecuted so unfairly related to the January 6th protest concerning the rigged presidential election. So his hearts and minds are with them, but he had the power to pardon them. He didn't do it. Recap. And here these people go again out there with their American flag shorts and the stupid hats. And where is their leader? Dr. Mack. Where is he at? He's back at Mar-a-Lago. And notice in his statement, he didn't even mention the protest today. He just said, my hearts and minds, our hearts and minds are with the people in jail. You know why he didn't mention it? Because if something goes down, he doesn't want it to come back to him. No. I mean, are you surprised? No. Nobody looks surprised. There's no credibility. I thought this would be a blockbuster. I thought y'all would be like, really? (laughs) But nobody looks surprised. This is your fearless leader? Here is supporters, supporters go again, by the way. And by the way, Trump supporters, i got to give you some advice from a black man. The cops may be a little trigger happy today. They may be. You don't want to go like Michael Brown or Laquan McDonald. You know what I'm saying? Listen to me, white people. you got to keep it cool. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> when the cops get trigger happy, people are going down, right? Amen. You can't just walk around with an AK-47 like you usually do in your suburban neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to see what happens today, and we'll talk about it in two weeks. I want to see if they let them in the Capitol. I think you're 
exaggerating. Well, I, I think they'd be yeah, crazy. I, 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 so no, I think it would be a show of power on the on the on, on the police's part, knowing they have it under control. You know what happened last time they let them in the Capitol? You don't remember? You don't remember? They defecated in the hallways, dude. Yeah. Uh, and all those people now are in jail. I mean, at least, I mean, you can dump on black people all you want. At least we go to jail for money or beef. <laughs> we don't, like, go to jail because we wanted to urinate in the Capitol. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're like, where this, where's the TV? You know what I'm saying? Like, where's the check? Is there money in this? I'm not breaking into a house just to take a picture of somebody's laptop so I can post it on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? So... We'll see what happens today. I'm eager to see what happens when we get out. We get out of this station. On well, what you want to watch also are the counter-protesters. They're going to be a whole lot of... So? Oh, please. Well, please. Who are they going to be? Black Lives Matter ain't going to go out there with all those cops out there. Uh, let's we watch. avoid cops. Uh, you know yeah. No, but we want, a piece. We, I, we want a piece of this. I we'll believe we definitely want a piece of it. Because I think this is going to be the most tame bunch of white people we've seen Until in Until they mess with us. Because here's the deal. They already know there's going to be a thousand cops out there, right? So they're not going to be dumb. They're going to say something peaceful. They're going to act like... No, they're going to be arrogant. You know, I, I, I can't wait to see the signs and the hats and the stupid clothes. <laughs> That's going to be really interesting. There's nothing like Trump fashion. You know what I'm saying? You know what's hilarious about it? When, I remember when Barack Obama was um, elected. I had to go through all these white people telling me, you just, you just elected him because he's black. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Little did they know that just 10 years later, they'd all be wearing tr- American flags as hats. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they don't know how ridiculous they, they sound. Anyway, I'm really proud of this next thing because there is a guy who's credible at the Pentagon. Um, and his name is uh, uh, General Milley. General Milley. I'm really proud of this because General Milley is a former Jamal <clears throat> Show Award winner. He won the Jamal Show's highest honor by giving the Republicans in Congress a quick lesson in critical race theory a few months ago. Now, I can't give him the award twice. No human can ever be that great. But you know what else he did during the Trump administration, Mac? It's just coming out now. Let me preface it with this. I don't know if anybody realized this. But for a period, the period of 2016 to 2020, we had a madman in the White House. Anyone want to disagree? disagree? No, continue. Right. Carry on. Carry yeah, on. We had a madman in the White House. I know everybody, everybody was looking straight ahead at the time. You know, everyone was trying not to giggle when the president talked. But stand-up comedian Trump was a madman in the White House, period, full stop. And General Milley knew this, even though he was picked by Trump to be the highest-ranked serviceman in the entire military. And you know what General Milley did? He made sure that Trump couldn't start a war after he lost the presidency. And I, I think he deserves a clap just for that. Yes, indeed. He can't yes, get a word for that. Right, 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 thank right, you right. for not thank having you, us thank, you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. General Milley also warned the Chinese not to try and take advantage of America just because we had a president more interested in making jokes on Twitter than leading the country. General Mark Milley called our allies to reassure them that the military would not be following unlawful orders. It's all coming out now in various books. Yeah, he, really did. he assured and assured them all that they had to follow the protocol for right. the release of nuclear weapons, of which he was in line. In other words, the president doesn't have the final say. It has to go through a protocol right. of which he had to go through him, too. And he, he said, if I'm not on it, don't do it. And quite frankly, I don't know why anybody would want the president to have final. Who would want one man to have final say on global, global thermonuclear war, right? Like... What if he's off that day? What if he woke up with a something wrong side of the bed? So, yeah. 
This guy, Mark Milley, he protected the country from a guy who wanted to put the army against Black Lives Matter. He wanted to put the army in the streets of the cities of America against Black Lives Matter. And you know what? Guess what the Republicans call Mark Milley now? A traitor. Yeah. They call him treasonous. They call him, tre- they, they call him a treasonous person. And that's hilarious. You want to know why? It's hilarious because it means that Republicans must not remember a trip to Helsinki where stand-up comedian Trump kissed Vladimir Putin's ass on national TV. Indeed. Am I wrong? Hey. Didn't he kiss? Speak it. Speak the truth. I remember him killing. Somebody say amen. amen. I remember him kissing Vladimir Putin's ass on national TV. Remember that? Trump was like, well, I don't know, boss. I don't know, boss. Putin said he ain't did nothing. And Mr. He Putin was not of me. Mr. Yeah, Putin was not of you, sir. Yeah. Boss, he did you a lot of me. America was out of me, though, because America is stupid. America is stupid and no good. It's the CIA. The CIA is no good, guys. <laughs> dude, Mr. Trump, Mr. Putin is the one I answer to. That's what Trump said in Helsinki. That's what he said. That's basically what he said. And do you know what Republicans said to that? Did they yell treason? No. Here's what the Republicans said to that. That's what you heard from the Republicans when... Donald Trump kissed Vladimir Putin's ass on national TV. I have it on tape. If you have any other quotes, let me know, because that's what I heard. And that, Mac, is what is so funny. Now they think General Milley is treasonous. Marco Rubio, little boy sunshine from Florida, the guy you just visited in Florida. Yeah, yeah. He said Mark Milley should be investigated. Mark Milley should be investigated, but he must have forgotten... He forgot what he said Amen. in 2016. You know what he said? Marco Rubio told newspapers in 2016 that stand-up comedian Trump should not be trusted with the nuclear codes. Amen. That was Marco Rubio. And this that. is proof of it. Now that someone doesn't trust him with the nu- nuclear codes, he wants to investigate the guy. I think that uh, Rubio is not credible. Then when Trump became president, Marco Rubio was like, well, you know... Maybe being president will give him some responsibility and he won't blow us all up. Maybe. I mean, he literally Maybe. Maybe. Marco Rubio, were you telling the truth then or are you telling the truth now? The Republicans have no credibility on this issue. I'm certain Trump supporters don't even know what credibility is. Hmm. <laughs> because if anybody was ever treasonous, who do you think it was? The guy with the orange face. Amen. But you know who does have a little bit of credibility? At least a little bit more? The Pentagon. The Pentagon has a little bit more credibility this morning. Because of this new recipient of the Jamal Show Award for Excellence. And his name is General Frank McKenzie. Now, what did nobody knows who this guy is. I didn't talk to anybody about this. I didn't commiserate about the award before I gave it out today. But what did General McKenzie do? Well, okay. We all know that for the last 20 years or so, America has been keen to use military drones to take out targets at foreign lands. In other words, we use drones to kill people we think are a threat to our way of life. This has been a very popular practice because drones are unmanned. So if they get shot down, Dr. Max, so what? So what? There are no angry parents of dead shoulders to complain on Fox News. So that's great, right? But as a result of not being manned, these drones make more mistakes with targeting. 
so more innocent civilians die. And that's just what happened on August 29th. This past August 29th, after 13 of our military heroes got killed while liberating people on the Afghan airstrip, President Joe Biden wanted revenge for that American blood that was spilled, and rightfully so. So the president sent a drone out to strike an ISIS fighter who they thought planned the attack. They followed this man's white Toyota for eight hours. They watched him load the car with jugs of what they thought was petrol. Did you hear about this? Yes. They watched him. They, they watched him load petrol into the car. They thought the petrol was for a bomb. Then the U.S. disintegrated the car with him in it. But as it turns out, it was another terrible tragedy with civilians dying. The drone strike ended up killing seven children and three adults. None of the victims were ISIS fighters. The actual ISIS fighters who planned the attack on our servicemen run free to this day. The jugs that the, the drone spotted in the innocent man's car were not filled with petrol. They were filled with water because the family that was killed did not have running water in their house. And now they're dead, so they can't drink it either. America had killed innocent people again, but this time was a little bit different because someone took responsibility. And yes, that matters. I'm hearing that we may even give the family a payoff. We'll see. But if they need a personal injury law, they know who to call. <laughs> I don't visit Afghanistan, though, so we have to do it by Zoom. Anyway, I digress. My point is this. Usually when something goes wrong these days, nobody takes responsibility for it. It's always somebody else's fault. But what this man, General McKenzie, teaches us is that when you take responsibility for the good and the bad, you increase credibility. He's a stand-up guy. You, people believe you more if you show that you're not biased. And so after all these years of not hearing anybody take responsibility for disastrous drone strike, it felt good to hear the following. I'm going to go ahead and play this if I can. Let's see. Let's hope that uh, it actually plays. I'm here to brief the results of the investigation I directed following the report of civilian casualties from our strike in Kabul on 29 August. Having thoroughly reviewed the findings of the investigation and the supporting analysis by interagency partners, I am now convinced that as many as 10 civilians, including up to seven children, were tragically killed in that strike. Moreover, we now assess that it is unlikely that the vehicle and those who died were associated with ISIS-K or were a direct threat to U.S. forces. I offer my profound condolences to the family and friends of those who were killed. This strike was taken in the earnest belief that it would prevent an imminent threat to our forces and the evacuees at the airport. But it was a mistake, and I offer my sincere apology. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Well, it's called, the, it's called the fog of war. It's right. called the fog of war, and this happens. Now, we've killed a lot of innocents before involved in the fog of war, but I don't think I've ever heard an apology from a general. Yeah. Like, hey, sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't you think that means something? It means credibility. Now, I've heard a lot of right-wingers when uh, Obama was using these drones, they were getting on Obama pretty hard. They were like, oh, well, he's killing all these innocents, killing all these innocents. But even under Obama, he didn't allow apologies because, you know, you might, you might open yourself up to liability. You know, this is kind of why Bush didn't apologize for, you know, the people killed, innocent people killed in, in, in Iraq. Because he didn't want to open himself up to, to war crimes, you know. But 
I think that this is a symbol of Biden's administration. I think Biden is the one that wants to send this kind of message. Like, yes, we can make mistakes and we should acknowledge them. And I think that increases credibility with the people when he does that. I was very surprised to see that. I don't think I've ever seen a general apologize for innocence dying. And he, and he did it in plain English. I mean, he didn't use that mystical language that made you have to assume what he was saying. And he didn't do what you usually hear them do. It's like, well, we're sorry about the... We're sorry about the 200 kids we killed in kindergarten, but we did get that one ISIS fighter in the lunchroom. That's usually what you hear. You hear, well, we had to get that one guy in the lunchroom because he had a spitball. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So sorry about the 250 kids we killed that were you know, playing, playing Uno and stuff. You know what I'm saying? But he didn't even say that. He was like, no, nah, this, this was a complete failure. You know, Even the guy we killed, was, he was just getting water. And I saw some of the clips, and I'm like, he's like at the supermarket packing up his, like, his groceries. And the American military was like, oh, put a drone on that guy. <laughs> you know what I'm and this is why we don't need to be in Afghanistan. This is one of the reasons. We're out. Isn't really scheduled God, to be at, isn't really scheduled to be at the Afghani stop and shop at this time of day? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're out. <laughs> exactly. So congratulations to General McKenzie for helping the Pentagon on the long path back to being trusted by the American people again. And please, sir, please, sir, let's try to keep the explosives away from the children. All right? Let's try to keep all the bombs away from the children in our name. By the way, congratulations to you two also, listener, for making it to yet another break. You don't have too much further to go. I need to say something about Nicki Minaj in the next segment, so stay with us. And it's not because I like her music, so that's another reason to stay with me. For this next song by a new contributor to the Jamal Show, his name is Devin Angel. This song is called Radar. Hit me. Big 
Jamal Show listeners, I'm attorney Dan Horgan, the president-elect of the Connecticut Bar Association. Do you have legal questions? Are you facing a legal dilemma? Well, I have the answer for you. The Bar Association is offering free legal clinics in October. That's right, totally free to answer your questions in the areas of landlord-tenant or immigration law or bankruptcy. All you have to do is sign up and participate with an experienced lawyer. Call 877-410-7221. That's 877-410-7221 and see if you qualify to participate in the Bar Association's free legal clinics on October 26th, 27th, or 28th. Sign up now. Back to you, Jamal. Hello again, my friends. That song was read on by a new artist to the Jamal Show named Devin Angel. He's from New York City. You can find this music wherever you get music. If you like it, just remember you heard it first on The Jamal Show, the place to get intelligent. After the music, we were grateful to have some words from our good friend, attorney Dan Horgan, who happens to be the president-elect of the Connecticut Bar Association. As an attorney, I am a member of the Connecticut Bar, but in that ad, Dan is personally inviting you to our free legal clinic that will be taking place over Zoom this year. So you can get free legal advice to your home now. These clinics will be taking place next month, all day, from October 26th to October 28th. But please remember, my friends, you must sign up. Please call 877-418-7221 to sign up. You must sign up by October 19th, 2021 to get this great resource. All information about this clinic is on the Jamal Show Facebook page, so go there for more information. Okay, we're running out of time, but I just need to say that. You know who's not credible? Who's that? Nicki Minaj. Uh, and not just in hip-hop. Because uh, we all know she's not credible there. You know what I'm saying? I have no idea why she has 22 million followers. I can't begin to guess. But on the other hand, I don't want to sound like a hater. I just wouldn't pay any attention to her on the topic of the vaccine. Do you know why? Do you know what she tweeted last week? What did she say? You're one of her faithful followers. Most, yeah. most faithful followers. I'm right there. Right? So she said um, that her cousin, her cousin's friend, you know, the famous cousin's friend uh, <laughs> that, that we all have. That nebulous person. That's right. That's right. He took the vaccine. His ball swelled up. His uh. testicles swelled up. And to add insult to injury, he could no longer have kids. Yeah. Now, you're a doctor, Dr. Matt. Tell me exactly how true that is. It's not true. It's uh, true, he says. He says it's absolutely true. And tell me why you say it's true. I didn't say it was oh, true. Oh, uh, uh, he said it's not true. Bishop, speak up. Thank okay. you, Bishop. Okay. Thank you. Okay, All so right. it's not true that it blows up your balls. And- right, right. It, it, it doesn't happen, man. It doesn't happen. Yeah, but you took the side. You can't have kids. <laughs> so... Maybe that's the reason. I don't yeah, know. I know. I mean, I even got, I took the third. So ah, there it goes. All right. So here we are. She said that her, 
cousin's friend, like we all have. Um, that mysterious, shot, nebulous person. His balls blew up to the size of, like, I don't know, a golf ball or something. And he can no longer have kids. She put that on Twitter to her 22 million followers. Like it was true. And President Joe Biden responded and said, hey, ma'am, would you like us to call a doctor for you and have her call, have the doctor call you and explain to you what's the truth? Now, why would he do that? I'm sure it wasn't because he's a fan of her music. Um, anyone older than 15 probably isn't. I'm just going to guess. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So people are getting on Joe Biden now because he invited... He, he tried to have one of his doctors called Nicki Minaj. Now, clearly, it's because he has 20, 22 million followers, right? It's not because he's a fan. But, of course, we, we all... F- Let's not forget who Trump invited to the White House. Oh, please. Many times. Um, um, the master of mental illness, Kanye West. Yeah. And it's probably because Trump liked being called daddy by a black man. You know what I'm saying? So we all remember when Kanye West went to Trump's oh. house and called him his father, right? Oh, he's yeah. like, oh, he's like the father I never had. Donald Trump is the guy he chose for that. I know. So we're talking about serious mental illness. And I don't know what Joe Biden thought a doctor was going to do for Nicki Minaj without a serious long-term commitment to her mental health. Because anyone that would type that is obviously, you know, needs to study medicine a little bit more. Hey, when, you, when, when they invite you to the White House, do they pay for you to get there? Yes, because they don't want you to tell the press that you couldn't afford to get there, but you were invited. Because uh-huh. then the press is going to be like, well, he has the Air Force One. Oh, so they, the- they flew her there. No, they, they, no, no. See, here's the thing. She wasn't invited to the White House. They were going to have a doctor call her, right? Oh, 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 okay. She told everyone else that she was invited to the White House oh. because, you know, she's Nicki Minaj. Ah. And she can lie like that. Everyone, oh, she's Nicki Minaj, whatever. You know, there's no, there's no greater credibility to a lot of Americans than, than, than um, f- fame. Fame is, fame is like currency in America, right? Amazing. So as long as everyone else knows you, then people will listen to what you have to say. Amazing, amazing. So, no, she wasn't invited to the White House, but we do know that, uh, that Donald Trump invited Kanye West to the White House to take care of it, to take advantage of his mental illness in front of cameras several times over. So, there's no comparison there. Uh, I can even go back to Bush. George W. Bush invited Eazy-E to the White House. Eazy-E was a gangster at the time, <laughs> like, making money off, like, cocaine sales. Uh, right. And because he had HIV, George W. Bush was like, oh, come to the White House, or whatever. Not that I'm a hater. But you probably shouldn't be listening to medical advice from Nicki Minaj. Now, before I go, I just want to send a shout out to everybody in and out of the studio who helps me produce the show. Um, Deborah, the bishop, Dr. Mac, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Duncan, Alex Sanchez down in Florida, Ty Bless, and most importantly, all of you listeners. Without you, we'd have nobody to talk to. We'd all be a bunch of guys talking in rooms. See you in two weeks, my friends. And listen, listen, listen very closely. I need a fair fight out there. Try not to kick each other in the balls. See you in two weeks. This is the Jamal Show. Down in. Jamal C. Wright. Jamal. Jamal C. Wright. Jamal. This is the Jamal Show. This is the Jamal Show. Jamal Jamal. Jamal. This is the Jamal Show.